0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Business and Life Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Angela, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm a business consultant helping women in business to develop the foundational framework they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. And I do that by helping women gain clarity, strategy, and also having access to a beautiful community. I hope you're ready to be mind-blowing with this episode, just as I was when I first heard about the Export Grant, because it could potentially change your entire business. I don't say that lightly, so please, please let me explain. In this episode, I'm going to be bringing on an amazing man by the name of Eric Anderson from Grant Central, who I am privileged to be able to call a friend of mine. He is going to talk to you about the Export Grant. Now, before you shut this episode off because you think this episode doesn't apply to your business, I want to make it very, very, very clear that this is an episode you will want to listen to. I too thought I didn't qualify for the export grant because I'm currently a service-based business only with Angela Henderson Consulting and Eric advised that I was wrong and that I clearly am eligible to apply for this particular mind-blowing grant that is not spoken about enough. Here in Australia. So for those of you out there that are Australian business owners, I just want you to know that the Export Grant is an assistant program administered by Austrade and is available to help both e-commerce and service-based businesses promote their products overseas. And during this episode, you're going to learn what is the Export Grant, what are the eligibility criteria, how you can apply for this grant, and how many times you can apply for it, and so much more valuable information. I'm telling you, you will want to listen because as I mentioned earlier, it could potentially change your entire business. So for that, in my time of even knowing about the export grant, I've probably referred to Eric, 10 other businesses who were servicing people in America, servicing people over in the UK, spending tens of thousands of dollars to now understand that they too can apply for the export grant and get copious amounts of money back. So please stay tuned for this amazing episode. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my four-day, three-night exclusive women in business retreat, where we will be focusing on women having the chance to connect, refocus, learn, and grow. This event is going to be held from October 24th through to October 27th at the Gold Coast here in sunny Queensland, Australia. And it's an exclusive event with only 50 tickets being sold in order to ensure it is intimate and businesses get exactly what they need for growth. From having eight of Australia's top female entrepreneurs speaking, to surrounding yourself with amazing people that will lift you both up at the conference and after conference, to daily masterminds to get individual help on your businesses from both your peers and the speakers, to amazing food, being able to sleep in and eat a meal uninterrupted by your children, you're not going to want to miss this amazing retreat. To learn more about this retreat and to purchase your ticket today, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and simply click on retreat. All right, let's get into this epic episode.
1: Welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you very much, Angela, for having me.
0: Gosh, well, thank you so much for being on board. I know you're a busy man in the middle of uh, this current, you know, crazy financial year ending type season. So thank you for having the time to come on board today to talk about the good old export grant.
1: No problem. Looking forward to sharing it with your
0: listeners. Yes. And then listen, we initially, I was trying to think back as I do with all my guests when we first met. And I know we briefly had an encounter at ProBlogger. It was like in passing, doing like, hi, how are you? And that was it. But we didn't actually really, because ProBlogger is an amazing event. And actually, Darren Rouse is bringing that back to Melbourne this year. Uh, End of August, I believe, I saw tickets are about to go on sale. So for those of you wanting a really great event in Australia, that is a great event to attend to. Um, And it's going to be almost two years since we initially met. And then yes. um, our past, it's funny, we just continue to cross paths on a regular basis at other events that we attended. And then we happen to be in James Shremco's membership together. Um, and whenever we get together, we always have a good belly laugh. We always have good conversation. Yeah. So I knew I had to get you on the podcast to have a chat because, um, yeah, there's so much information you have about something so many Australians in particular, because that's where we're at, don't know about. And again, what I think people are missing out on is an enormous amount of potential injection of cash flow back into their business because of this amazing thing called the market development grant. Um, so yes, that's why we have you here. But Eric, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. I know we kind of talked about what questions we're going to have. But before we dig into the nitty-gritty about export grants, I always like to ask my guests uh, a question that I don't let you guys know about. Um, because I think it's important that uh, the listeners get to know you a little bit about who you are. And I know through our relationship over the last couple of years, there's one thing that I've really honed in on, and you love hotels, but not just any hotel, Eric.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I travel, um, I like to spend a bit of money on some decent hotels. So I normally it's not the most expensive hotels, but I do like to go and uh, spend a little bit more money on the uh, the not the most expensive, but the reasonably well. Um, looked after hotels um, because when you travel um, and you've got meetings, there's nothing that beats a, a good night's rest. Um, a good
0: night's rest, but also just to make life easier. Like if you're jet lagged and you're in between schedules, yeah. like you want good internet, you want to be able to access food. Yeah. Um, everything needs to kind of be, especially if you're on, like I know people who will literally touch down in the US or Canada, they're there for 72 hours and leave. Like you want things at your fingertips. But, yeah. So my question to you is, is you've done a lot of travel in your time. Where is, what is your most Favourite hotel, that's my question for you, and why?
1: Um, I suppose the the hotel that I go and spend the most time in when I'm in Sydney um, is the Western Hotel, right in the middle of uh, Sydney. I just love the hotel. It's so close to um, all the transport options, uh, good restaurants. Most of our clients are in in the CBD, so it's easy to walk to their offices. Um, and it's a great hotel with so much history and good food and just love it.
0: The Western and downtown Sydney is your go-to. Yeah. Yes. All yes. right, then. That's good. So any of you heading to Sydney, listen to Eric's advice. Now, before we... So that's great. We know about the hotels. But tell those listeners, because I, again, not a lot of... I'm still new to the whole podcasting. Well, actually, we're about to hit our year episode, which is kind of exciting. Uh, will we, by the time this goes live, we've already hit our year. So I'll batch my episodes ahead of time. So we will have had a year show going in advance, which is amazing. So not all my listeners will be very familiar with my guests. So I also just want you to give us a brief little uh, background about who you are, Eric, and what you currently do. And then we'll hop into this particular episode.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, I've been in Australia for 17 years, was born in South Africa to Swedish parents. Uh, so I can talk Swedish um, and English and a couple of other languages that I've learned over the years. Well, that's fun. I um, didn't know that.
0: That's a cool fact to know. Yeah. Um, And so I'm an
1: accountant by training. And when I came to Australia, um, started looking for accounting jobs, uh, met a a, a person who was doing uh, grants, government grants, um, and did some contract work with him, uh, started doing that. Just enjoyed meeting people from a whole range of uh, industries and enjoyed the fact that I could – do work, and then they could get money from the government. Um, As an accountant, uh, when you're dealing with clients, typically you're helping them uh, pay the tax man and things like this, where this was the other way around, where I was helping clients get money. Um, And so I've been doing this for the last 17 years and uh, really enjoy working with a whole range of different clients across many industries and just getting to know uh, a little bit more about what they do.
0: No fantastic, and listen you are you 're really you 're a conversation starter. I see it out of so many events that we attend together and that 's what I love about you is you 're always really interested about what other people are doing, and also that 's I guess where your expertise comes in because I know initially you said when we first met you 're like, "Oh, Ant, have you ever heard about this like expert market development grant, and I was like, eh, what are you talking about? like I never qualify for anything and you 're like, do you service people?" out of Australia or do you advertise out of Australia? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, we need to talk. And I was like, hold on a minute. Why is this like shit top secret? I was like, this should not be top secret. And so yes, you're about to help me with my own export grant at the end of this financial year, which is super exciting. But for those of you listening and you're kind of like, all right, you two stop with like, you know, this top secret stuff, let us in on it. Tell us what the export, I call it the export grant, but the real name or the definition name, I think is called the expert market development grant. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. So the export grant, just to give it a shorter title, has been around for over 44 years um, in Australia. It was initially uh, put together by the federal government to assist Australian-based businesses with the um, high expenses of trying to get their products over into the rest of the world. The costs, you can imagine, in the 70s and 80s of going to a trade show, um, just telling people about the products and that was uh, very expensive. And the government put together this program to assist Australian companies to subsidise some of their marketing costs in going over overseas. Uh, over the years, it's changed quite a bit. Uh, one of the most recent changes that's been around for just under ten years is the ability for Australian-based companies to have their products, Australian-developed products manufactured offshore, typically in China, and for it still to be considered an export um, eligible for the export grant.
0: Gosh, amazing. And so, Eric, why do you think so many businesses, like I, I consider myself pretty cluey. I, I, you know, I go to an enormous amount of events here in Australia and international. And like, again, I was dumbfounded when you told me about this grant. Why do you think it's something that there's not a lot of attention and a lot of, uh, I guess, hype about because i think so many business owners who do you mean kind of kind of struggle with that cash injection especially when you're starting out and you want to break into the international market why do you think it's not spoken about as often
1: well i think i mean it is publicized um i think a lot of people in the digital marketing space like yourself and others that uh, you know we've worked with don't consider themselves to be exporters but any business that gets foreign money into their bank account i.e uh, from America, UK, China, anything, anywhere, except for New Zealand. New Zealand isn't counted as an export country, but the rest of the world, anybody who you invoice um, and receive money into Australia is an exporter. And that's where this Export Market Development Grant is there to assist you with promoting uh, your products and services overseas to get more money into Australia for foreign exchange. That's Gosh. the purpose behind it.
0: I'm sure for those of you that are like falling off your chairs, not really like, you know, just give you a minute to pick yourself up. Because you're probably thinking there like I was like, this is too good to be true. This is like some kind of scam, you know, like this isn't. But like Eric said, this has been in Australia for 44 years. Eric has done, what, hundreds, thousands of these applications over your time.
1: Uh, Coming to a thousand, we should hit a thousand applications in the next couple of years.
0: I mean, and you have, I mean, recovered is not the right word, but you've been able to bring back to small businesses, medium-sized businesses, an enormous amount of money that people just weren't even expecting. So now that people, I guess, know about this grant, is it a grant or can you talk us a little bit more like, do you need to spend the money first before you can apply for the grant or do they give you the grant and then you get to spend the money? Like, how does it work?
1: So, there are two different types of grants um, that we look at. One is called reimbursive. So, you spend the money first, and then you get some of it back. And that's really the export grant and another program called the R&D Tax Incentive. Those are the two um, categories of grants that fall into that uh, category uh, of reimbursive. Spend money first, and then you get some of it back if you meet the criteria. The other type of grant is called a competitive grant. So this is a grant where you'll put in an application, it will go to a committee, a committee will look at all the applications and and depending on how much money is in the budget, will then allocate the money to deserving applicants. Um, We look at those grants as well, but the purposes of this discussion, we look at the export market development grant, which is a reimbursive grant.
0: Reimbursing grant. And for those that are kind of wondering, going, okay, well, you know, and she's a digital marketer versus like, say, an e-commerce product-based business, what are some of the main areas is that like... Like, what could people claim, potentially? Like, yeah. I know every individual business is going to be very different, and that's why it will be important for them to talk to you specifically. But kind of just like in for conversation purposes, what are some of the main areas that businesses could claim? in?
1: Yeah, so um, most businesses are able to claim a lot of the same type of expenditure. It varies from industry to industry and business to business, but typically... Um, we'll just run through it. So the one, the major area that people came under is what's called overseas marketing trips. Mm-hmm. This is where you go to, let's say, in your example, you might go to Social Media Marketing World to go and find new uh, clients to uh, take your uh, products. Um, the cost of flying over to the US, the cost of um, um, the attending Social Media Marketing World, as an example, and then. For meals, accommodation, and, and taxis and Uber, you get a daily allowance of $350 a day uh, per day that you spend marketing. Now, how it works is that you would then add up all those expenses. So that might come to $15,000. Uh, $15,000, $15, you take off 5000 which gives you $10,000, and you get $0.50 cents and a dollar back. So um, you would get then back $5,000. Yeah. Um, The other expenses, um, which now add to that uh, $15,000 that I was talking about, um, and one which has changed uh, the the export grant totally over the last couple of years, is you can claim the cost of advertising via Facebook, Google, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, all those uh, marketing spend that's directed to clients, customers outside of Australia and New Zealand. So, for example, if you're doing a Facebook campaign and you're targeting only the US, you'd be able to claim the 100% of those um, expenses. If you were doing a global advertising campaign, which m- would mix in Australia and New Zealand, that gets a bit more complicated. In that case, we then have to go and have a look at the hits on your website and uh, you know work out a percentage of um, Australia and New Zealand versus the rest of the world. I always say to clients, if you're going to do Facebook marketing uh, advertising or Google, just geo target the rest of the world and makes it a whole so lot <laughs> so easier. Uh, then, one of the other areas is if, for example, you have somebody based in the US to go and market your product and services, we can claim their expenses. If you are having um, a market research uh, consultant to go and have a look at how big the market is, and we can claim their costs as well. Um, I mentioned earlier on going to trade shows. So you might go to conferences or you might go to a trade show, have a booth there. All the costs of putting the booth together, um, electricity, the cost of the stand, all those uh, expenses that add up over time, all of those expenses can be um, claimed as well. Um, If you're in a physical goods uh, type of industry, the cost of sending samples over to uh, to a potential buyer can be claimed. In that case, what you look at is a manufactured cost of the product plus the transport or uh, uh, Australia Post cost of sending it over to, to, the, to somebody who's based outside of Australia and New Zealand
0: yeah and producing. these are just like some of just many other options do you know what I mean that people potentially can claim for like you know if someone if you're making a course that's going to be sold not only to australians like an eight-week coaching program like i have and you've got to bring consultants on that potentially can also do you know what I mean be part of the export grant correct if they're overseas yeah. is that right
1: yes um, it does become a bit uh gray in that area specific area that you mentioned angela It's the the export grant only covers the marketing side. So if you're getting people in to help you with the production of the course, um, that isn't considered to be marketing, so then we've got to exclude those. So it does get a bit technical, um, and that's obviously where having done this for 17 years, I can look at an application (laughs) and quickly work out which areas are eligible and which aren't.
0: Which aren't. Yeah, no, fantastic. So again, for those of you that are out there and you guys are going, well, I do some of that, I do some of that, again, later on, we'll make sure that you know how to get a hold of Eric because it is super important um, that you at least have conversations and ask questions to make sure to see if you're eligible or not because, again, many businesses aren't aware of this. Now, in regards to how much money does the Australian government actually put towards the export market grant, um, do you know, Eric, like, is it an yes. enormous amount that they put into the government?
1: So um, the government uh, has put in one hundred and thirty-five million dollars. Wow! Um, over the last couple of years, um, the the budget hasn't been uh, fully, uh, or ha- it's it's been short underpaid. Um, it's probably the best way. So the maximum grant you can get back is one hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars. You are. Up to right as we speak now, you are guaranteed the first 40000 And if your grant is over 40000 uh, based on how many applications there are and how much money is left in the kitty, you may get a percentage of the balance paid out to you. You may not get the full $150,000. Um, yeah. The government has committed to putting in an extra $20 million for the next three years uh, to help ease the situation that they currently find themselves in.
0: But still, I mean, for a business just like mine, I was like, all right, man, I didn't even know I was going to be eligible for anything. So any money back, do you know what I mean, is going to help yes. me out. Like, yes. And that's what I guess I think people are like, oh, I might not get the full kit and caboodle. Man, don't be greedy here, people. Like, Embrace the fact that the government has this. Look into it um, and see because once you're educated around it, you're going to be able to make better informed decisions about your marketing and where you position yourself You know, for the upcoming five months, six months, or even 12 months. So things to be thinking about. Or you may have been wanting to crack into the US market or a different market, but just didn't think you'd be eligible to be able to do that. Like, again, this is a wonderful opportunity. You're not going to get the money up front, but knowing that you're eventually going to be able to apply and get that back, uh, I can only imagine would take the stress off of a variety of different businesses.
1: Oh, yes. and And we've seen over the years that people have dipped their toes in and just said, oh, I'm not sure if this is real. Uh, get their first uh, money back from the government. And then they <laughs> yeah. realize, oh, this works. And then they put more and more money into the, uh, into their marketing spend because they know they're going to get half of it back.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, it's like you would, why wouldn't you though? Right. Like, again, I know that it's it's always, there's always risk, but it's kind of like, you would be silly not to like any, you know, obviously meet with your accountant, Exeter. I'm not an accountant, but what I'm saying is it's like, to me, common sense would prevail here. Now for those that I know the things with government grants, there can also be some timeframes and limits around that. Can you, or can a business apply at any time during the year or only certain times during the year? Like, what do you recommend to businesses?
1: Yeah, so the program opens on the 1st of July, so it runs on the uh, Australian financial year. So on the 1st of July this year, 2019, you can apply for any expenses that you incurred in from 1 July 2018 to 30th of June 2019. If you are a first-time applicant, and this only applies to your first application, you can actually go back two years. So if you are, uh, have never applied for the export grant previously, we can look at any expenses, overseas marketing expenses, from the 1st of July 2017 to 30th of June 2018, plus 1st of July 2018 to the 30th of June 2019. Yeah. That's uh, to help smaller businesses get over the threshold because you have to have spent $15,000 Um In eligible overseas marketing expenditure to be able to claim a grant. So to help smaller businesses, they've allowed the fact that you can put two years together to get to that fifteen thousand if you need it.
0: And then let me ask you this, because I was just a question I was thinking about. So, like, say you get that money back and it goes into your account, do you have to then claim that as like? What am I trying to ask you? Do you have to claim that as income? Yes, shown
1: it is income. income. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Okay, So cool. yeah, this it's one's there to, it helps, it's cash flow, it assists with your cash flow, but it is seen as income in, in, income. in, yeah. your, in the yeah. business account.
0: That makes sense. And from the time, say, so it's got to go in by the end of February, and then how long yeah. do p- businesses normally have to wait before they would hear if their application has been accepted, rejected, what the like dollar amount so, would be that they're getting back? Like, How does yeah. that work? So if
1: you apply in July, August, September, um, October even – it probably takes six weeks for the process to be uh, to work through and for you to get notified that you've been successful. And um, there are times when AusTrade may phone you up or go and visit your offices just to make sure that you're legitimate. Um, so six weeks. If you wait until the very last uh, minute, uh, end of February, um, for clients who we lodged at the end of February, we are currently doing audits on those on those clients. So we're looking at, you know, three, four, possibly even five months uh, for those people to get their money back. There's no reason why you don't look at us and lodge as early as possible to get the money back. To to well, yeah, I mean, that too,
0: again, to me, is common sense. If you know there's free money sitting there, like, what are you waiting for your people for? Like, you're going to like make this a priority, you know, um, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Angela, if there wasn't a deadline, there would be still some of our clients who wouldn't watch, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like just mind-blowing to me, especially, again, obviously, if they're trillionaires, maybe, but I'm just like, as a small business owner, yeah. where, you know, you take less, well, I do anyways, I can't speak for a lot of people, you know, some people have this assumption that, you know, because you know, I've done pretty well over the last couple of years that people just think like I roll around in money. But the reality of it is, is when you're growing and scaling your business, my family takes very little, do you know what I mean? As like we yeah. pay each other or we pay ourselves every single week. But, you know, you're trying to scale. So you are, you're spending things to go overseas and you're doing all these little things that just, they take money, right? Building your yeah. team. Um, so, yeah. And I know for us is that, you know, you're going to work with me at the end, our beginning of July, and we're going to go back those two years because I've never we we held off on doing it for that one year to to accumulate yeah. the two years. Um, so yes, I'm pumped. Do you know what I mean to get that underway? Yeah. So is there? I know you've spoken a little bit about it, but is there any like kind of key eligibility criteria that people need to be considering when applying for the export grant?
1: Yes. Yeah, so probably um the main thing is that you have to be uh, have an ABN. That's really the only requirement. Um, you can be a sole trader, you can be a trust, you can be a, a proprietary limited company. Uh, the only requirement is you have to have an ABN. Um, and you have to be have the capacity to export. So you can't just decide, oh, okay, I'm going to go and do a trip over to the U.S. and go on holiday and then claim it for the export grant. You have to be able to prove that you have a business that does is able to export um, if needed. You don't have to have any sales in your first two applications. You just have to be able to prove to Australia that you have the capacity to be able to export.
0: Yeah but now that sounds again quite reasonable expectation you know to be able to justify yeah. getting again money back from the government and is there i think you spoke about this just a second ago and I'm, I want to make sure that I'm clear the minimum like what is the minimal expenditure needed to claim the export grant and and you know does this need to be spent in a financial year or how does that work
1: yeah so you have to be have spent at least $15,000 in eligible expenditure and as I said, for a first-time applicant, that fifteen thousand can cover two years. Okay. Uh, yep. It's only time that this uh, is allowed. Every year after you've done your first application, you have to spend at least fifteen thousand dollars in that particular year to be able to apply.
0: All right. Perfect. But that again makes sense. So fifteen thousand dollars every year after, which I guess yeah. goes into my question of people like, okay, you're talking about years after. Obviously, this isn't just a one-off export grant that I'm assuming people can apply for. So, how many times could a business hypothetically, do you mean, apply for the export grant?
1: Yes. So, you are able to claim eight times. The first application covers two years, can cover two years, and then you've got seven more applications after that. Uh, You don't have to um, apply every year. So, I do have some clients who will go and do the first application and then hold off for a year because the second year, they don't have to have any export, the second application, they don't have to have any export sales. So they might just be strategic in how they spend their marketing dollars in the next uh, year to to try and get as much back. From the third application, you do have to have um, export sales, and there is a bit of a complicated formula that comes in to make sure that you are – um, increasing your export sales every year to take advantage of the uh, export grant. And uh, if anybody wants more information, um, I'm happy to give them a, a, a explanation or a handout on how that works. It is a bit more complicated, but for most people in those first two years or two three years for the first two applications, it's something that you don't need to bother about.
0: Yeah. And I would say the majority of listeners of mine are probably fairly still in the startup slash have been it for a couple yeah. of years. So I would say that most people are, pro- like I said, a bit mind blowing. Do you know what I mean? At the moment, that yeah. this is even a possibility. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So I would suspect that they're not even at the year three mark, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, yeah. uh, so, yes. Yeah. So, can you, um, I think, and I think you answered this, is that you can combine the first and second year when you apply the first time, but thereafter you just do that single year if necessary, that's or correct. You, said you could. Miss a year if you if you needed to, but again, you can only apply a total of eight times in the lifespan of that particular business.
1: Yes. Yep. Um, uh, it, it, it does get um, a bit complicated. Australia is very aware that sometimes uh, after pe- people have had eight years. They look at creative ways to stay in the program. <laughs> uh, uh, Australia is aware of it. Um, so, you know, it's not something that you can just shut down company A and start company B the next day and, and expect to start from scratch again.
0: <laughs> Goodness, okay. Well, there's always the dodgy ones. Yeah. Always the dodgy yeah. ones, Eric. Um, yeah. So then um, are there any countries, and I think, again, you touched on this briefly, New Zealand, but other than that, are there any countries that you can't claim the grant for? Yes.
1: So if you are spending marketing dollars into North Korea, we can't claim those marketing dollars. Uh, okay. So the only country that outside of New Zealand that is excluded is North Korea.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty simple. I so don't now. think
1: you would have any clients who have <laughs>
0: business in North Korea. I personally Korea. know, but and I personally don't know of any other business that I even work with that does, but I mean, you never know. There's always someone out there, but I couldn't see a a huge percentage of people being in the North Korea. But anyways, you never know. There'll always be one out there going, I do, you know, so don't want to, you know, segregate those guys. And how would you recommend businesses maximize their claim for the export, you know, grant? Because obviously, if you're going, okay, well, I'm sitting, I could probably get 15,000 just to kind of put the application in, but really I'd have to spend a little bit more, blah, blah, blah. Like, Like, what, do you ha- what are your tips for maximizing the, those claims?
1: Well, it's, uh, as, as you know, when we had this initial discussion, um, it's often things that you might not be aware of. Um, yes. Could be claimed. Um, and if you structured it uh, in different ways, um, it does make it eligible. I think the big one that that most people don't realize is sort of going to conferences overseas. Um, you know, you have to be promoting your your product uh, or service at those things. So there is a distinction between where you're going on a marketing trip and where you're going for self-educational uh, purposes. Um, those are typically not eligible, uh, but. You know, it's, it's often sitting with people having a fifteen minute phone call with them, getting to understand what what their business is all about, and then just saying, um, "Oh, have you thought about this?" or if you put it this way, you might be able to claim that. Um it's giving people um, just the benefit of of the experience that I've had working with you know uh, hundreds of of clients uh, over the years to be able to give them ideas on where they can spend their money profitably. Uh, to get some money uh, in return. As I say, your dollar that you're spending on marketing should return some um, return by itself. It shouldn't – you shouldn't be spending a dollar to get 50 cents back.
0: Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. From the
1: export grant. So, um, you know, often when when you sit down uh, with somebody and you hear what they're doing and you realize that, oh, if they went and got a a high-quality video made by somebody outside of – the business uh, spent, you know, ten, twenty thousand um, dollars, as I have in some cases, clients do that, on a really good marketing video um, that can be claimed for the export grant, for example. Yeah. Um, you don't have to just sit there and try and do everything on an iPhone and, and you know, put together a, a video that may not look so good when you're competing <laughs> in a very uh, competitive market like the US, for example.
0: Yeah, well, no, exactly. And I mean, when you're we doing, there are definitely differentials over in the US to Australia, just naturally, do you know what I mean? I feel like yeah. they are slightly more ahead of the game, you know? So yeah. potentially our little iPhones in the back of our office, which does great. I mean, that's what I use all the time. But when you're kind of wanting to go to that next level, you're probably going to have to spend a little bit more uh, to be able to compete with that other market for sure. Now, for those people that are out there, such as myself, you know, when I first met you, I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to pick this guy's brain. And now we've become friends and you're going to do my export grant at the beginning of july how can people i mean tap into your knowledge and figure out whether or not the export grant is something that their business is eligible for where, where can they find you your website phone number yes whatever. so
1: probably the um our website is uh, grant with a t central.com.au um probably best to send me an email at eric e-r-i-k at grandcentral.com.au and just start the conversation um with uh, an email, I'll quick if you drop give the your website, I'll quickly have a look at it, and then we can progress into a, a phone call and have a quick conversation about that, um, and then you know take it from there. Uh, happy to have any discussion with any of your listeners just to see whether they are. I can tell very quickly whether there's going to be anything there for them or not, um, or give them pointers if they're not quite ready to where they could be spending money to get over the fifteen thousand dollars initially.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what? Fantastic. Well, this was going, this wasn't a long episode, and I made that on purpose because it is quite, again, mind blowing for some people, and they're probably still trying to wrap their heads around it. But as Eric said, please, I encourage any business that feels that they, do mean, fall even in some of this criteria and aren't 100% sure, I'd rather you be safe than sorry and miss out on copious amounts of money that the government is giving in order for you to grow your business and bring other countries into our business, uh, you know, to support that. So as Eric said, I will, um, For those of you that are listening, my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au and we'll make sure to include those links in Eric's email as he discussed. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside of my very active Facebook community. We're over 5,000 now. So head on over and join us at the Australian Business Collaborative on Facebook. And for the rest of you, thank you so much, Eric, for being here today and sharing your wisdom. And I look forward to working with you in July on my own expert grant. Um, And yeah, And for the rest of you, I hope you have a fabulous day, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to having you join me for next week's episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Have an awesome day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au